Hey, welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Today we will find out how to catch walleyes in August with Paul Nelson. Well, I've caught them in a lot of different ways. I mean, I'm getting some on uh, bobbers and leeches. Again, it kind of depends on who, you know, if, if I'm going out with somebody that I'm confident, you know, that can, uh, you know, that can fish a little bit, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably start with bottom bouncers, but I always watch the electronics and, you know, I'm not afraid to go back on something and throw jigs and plastic sadets or, uh, you know, I'd even jigs and live bait too. And it's Lake of the Weekday. We'll hear from Dave Weitzel out of the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office. It's kind of a neat one. It's tucked back in the woods. Uh, it's about 11 miles uh, on dirt roads to get back there. Uh, but I, I think it's probably worth the while to try it once in a while, especially if you're looking for panfish. It's all on the way. <laughs> is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. We're checking in with Paul Nelson, outstanding guide in Paul Bunyan Country. You also read his stuff in the Pioneer Weekly. Uh, Paul, we're in that time of year where it can be awfully tricky to catch walleyes. How's it going for you out there? Boy, some days are sure better than others. You know, you can still catch them pretty much every day. It depends on who you're fishing with and, you know, what you're doing too. But, yeah, you got to scratch them, you know, and every once in a while it gets a little bit easier. But... Uh, it's that time of year where, you know, you got to fish a lot of spots and, and move along and cover a lot of water. You know, definitely a lot of times uh, you can fish throughout the day. Um, is this a time of year where we need to pick our spots? That there are better times than others? Well, some lakes, if, they're, if they've greened up a little bit, that really helps just sure. uh, reduce visibility. I mean, you can, you know, look over the edge, and if you can still see bottom on a calm day, uh, you know, then it's, you know, it's probably too shallow. Although if there's weeds, you know, sometimes that's not the case too. But, you know, as a general rule, you know, greening up a little bit really helps. Uh, you know, Bemidji is kind of the classic example of that. But, um, or stained lakes. I mean, Lake of the Woods is still pretty good. Uh, Red Lake still can be good uh, if you can use your electronics to find them. You know, sometimes they're, you know, out in the basin and sometimes they're shallower than you think. That, so, and then, you know, weeds are weeds are key right now, too, and they'll probably be becoming even more important here until we start to cool off. Okay. What do they seem to be interested in biting on right now? Well, I've caught them in a lot of different ways. I mean, I'm getting some on uh, bobbers and leeches. Again, it kind of depends on who, you know, if, if I'm going out with somebody that I'm confident, you know, that can, uh, you know, that can fish a little bit, uh you know, I'll, I'll probably start with bottom bouncers, but I always watch the electronics, and, you know, I'm not afraid to go back on something and throw jigs and plastic sadets or, uh, you know, I'd even jigs and live bait, too. So my the main things I've been doing is slip bobber and leech, uh, uh, bottom bouncers with spinners and either leeches or crawlers, and then casting plastics, uh, jigs and plastics, so... How how long will you give an area before you decide to move on? 
<laughs> well, it you know that depends on a number of things too. I mean, if if I if I saw a fish there, you know, which is why I stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll try hang there long enough that I'm, you know, at least been able to you know fan cast an area or, you know, if if somebody gets their bait stolen or we don't catch anything, but we had, you know, what I determined a couple of things that looked like walleye bites. You know, I'll go back through again because you don't want to give up on something too fast. Uh, so, you know, I guess, uh, you know, but if the people seem to be getting antsy and, and stuff too, sometimes I, you know, you try not to let get pushed off something before you're done with it, but you know, you kind of got to play that stuff by ear. Okay. I know that you, you know, you mentioned a few lakes earlier. What, what are some of the better lakes you've been fishing lately? Well, I mean, I'm still catching fish on Bemidji and, and Cass and, um, uh, you know, winning was pretty good and then that got tough. Um, you know, I, I haven't been on leech that much and I haven't heard, you know, a lot of good reports. And when you see the, you know, the leech lake guide sneaking their way up this way, you, I mean, that tells you something too. Right. So, and then, you know, some of the stuff over by Grand Rapids, just because of, you know, how my guide service works and where I get trips from. Okay. Um, Fishing for anything besides walleyes? Perch. Uh, you know, I've had uh, kids from camp, you know, so we, you know, we need that fish fry at the end of the day. So, <laughs> you know, we're we're a multi-species uh, group when we go out. But as far as targeting stuff, I've got some perch and walleye trips coming up. Um, I, I haven't had a lot of panfish trips. I'd sure like to fish them. Uh, a friend of mine and I keep talking about going and fishing lake trout. I hope that doesn't fall by the wayside again this year. It's <laughs> last year. So it just, you can't, it's hard to get two people without, uh, you know, plans and then the right weather on this all line up on the same day. More with Paul Nelson next. Plus, it's Lake of the Weekday later on. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Paul Bunyan Country Guide Paul Nelson, my guest today. We're talking about those hot weather walleyes. With Paul, when it starts to cool down, is there like a magic number you, you shoot for that you know we're going to get that bite picking up again, temperature-wise? Well, it's, not like a, it's not like a light switch. And actually, you know, the longer the temperatures stay this warm, you know, the fish are forced to get a little bit more active. But as soon as it starts to cool off and we get some of those cool nights, and we dip below 70 degrees, you know, it just keeps getting better. And it, you know, it's not exactly the same in, as it is in the spring, but you go through that, you know, 55 to 65 degree temperature range, both on the way up and the way down. There are quite a few similarities in it. Okay. So, you know, and, and we've got so many lakes here. It depends if the lake has a thermocline or not, or, you know, there's a whole bunch of variables. You know, as a general rule, you know, once it starts getting below 70 degrees surface temp, and again, I measure water temps first thing in the morning to see how much heat they hold. They can spike so much during the day on a calm day that, you know, what you think is over 80 degrees really isn't. It's just that first inch or two. So it's just kind of a more scientific comparison if you do it at the same time day over day. Gotcha. Well, if we're going out this weekend, uh, what I mean, what what do we need to have in the boat? Pretty much everything. 
boy, and you know, that's the thing this time of year is that I, you know, I, I get sick of bait buckets, but I mean, I, I want some leeches, but they're getting real tough to find. Uh, and you got to have night crawlers. They're probably the easiest to get. And then just some kind of a minnow, either, you know, a fathead. There was a lot of those that died over the winter further south. That's a minnow that they hold in shallow ponds a lot. So they're small this year. And even some, you know, supply shortage more further south than we got here. So, you know, a decent size minnow, if you can get, you know, golden shiners, that you know, they'll work. If you can get a river mix, that'll work. You know, even some lakes, a small, you know, t- size sucker minnow. So you're, you're just looking for that, you know, for walleyes, that, you know, three to four inch stuff and then something a little smaller if you're, doing crappies or uh, perch okay um yeah it's again it's, it's that time of year we the joy is fishing regardless i mean to me if i'm out on a boat uh catching fish is always fun but i just like being on a boat you know what and i i try to keep that in, in mind <laughs> every day when you grow out there sometimes you know it's it's just you're required to go against the grain you know, and, and do the best you can, and, and, you know, that's kind of how it works. But, uh, you know, in your mind, you'd like to go with the flow and hit the easy button once in a while and do something that, uh, you know, you want a hot bite, and you want to get bit, and you want to catch fish. So when you're doing something and you've got that in the back of your mind, yeah, sometimes I guess you think about that too. Uh, and if you're just fishing for fun, boy, just go catch something. Yeah, you know, and enjoy the whole experience. My goodness. Yeah, there are a lot of things that will bite uh, this time of year for sure. Yes, there's you know things that are visual feeders: northerns, bass, bluegills, perch. Yeah, uh, you know, and then the low light. You know, even crappies. Sometimes, if they're wheat crappies, you know, you can catch some of those during the day if the lake's got a little bit of stain or color to it. Uh, you know, so it's you know walleyes and muskies are really the fussiest ones and crappies in some way paul are you, you know you can oh, go ahead uh, no go ahead finish it up finish your thought well That's yeah fine. it's otherwise you know you, you you need to uh you know fish for different things you know bring a couple of different sets of rods a bunch of baits and and see what you find and see what you can catch and make decisions on the water yeah um how about northerns are they biting this time of year i would assume they are they are i've got a trip for Targeting northerns here coming up in a, about a week. I haven't done a lot of that and haven't been catching as many by accident walleye fishing. So I I haven't quite figured out why that is. Um, I was just kind of thanking my lucky stars <laughs> while it was happening. But you know, I I'm sure that the northern bite is just going to get better too. Okay. You know, the more the of the fish that that push shallow, you know, the bigger fish do sh- start showing up in August. Uh, you know, they'll stay out deeper otherwise. Okay. Hey, Paula, are you still uh, got some spots available if people want to use your oh, services? I sure do. I've got openings, and if I can't, I'll help you find a good guide. How do we get, to, how do we get booked? Best way, just call or text uh, 218-760-7751 or uh, check my uh, article in the Pioneer on Sundays. All right, Paul Nelson, always good to have him on the on the air. Paul, thanks for taking the time today. No problem. 
Today is Lake of the Week Day. Discover a new lake. Next. If you don't like fishing, please leave this zip code immediately. This is Fish and Ball Bunyan Country. Lake of the Week Day, Lake of the Week Day, Lake of the Week Day, holy cow! This week's Lake of the Week is Dixon Lake. If you are looking on a map, it would be off the northwest corner of Lake Winnie. We're checking with Dave Weitzel from the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office. Hey, Dave, thanks for joining us once again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit about Dixon Lake. It, uh, it's kind of a small, kind of out-of-the-way lake that uh, probably a lot of people aren't even aware of. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a neat one. It's tucked back in the woods. Uh, it's about 11 miles uh, on dirt roads to get back there. Uh, but I, I think it's probably worth the while to try it once in a while, especially if you're looking for panfish. So it's a good panfish lake. It is, yeah. It's known uh, mostly as a crappie lake, um, and it can be excellent crappie fishing both in the summer and in the wintertime. Uh, but it also produces some really large bluegill. Um, we, love, we love large bluegill, but we, sure, we want to make sure people you know, are responsible when they're out there fishing for them as well, of, of course. C- correct. Uh, and in the case of Dixon, uh, it's got such good potential to grow large bluegills that uh, there had been some concern about over-harvest um, impacting the size quality out there. So uh, in 2011, we were approached by some folks that fish the lake and folks that live on the lake and ask about the possibility of doing a special regulation out there. Uh, and in 2012, the decision was made to put a five-fish bag limit on the lake. Um, early indications are it's, it's doing what it's supposed to. In fact, we've actually sampled some bluegill on the lake that have been over a pound. Wow. So we're, getting, we're getting close to trophy status for the Dixon Lake bluegill out there. That's, that is very, very impressive. What makes it such a good lake for, for bluegill, and what, what about the lake is, uh, is favorable to that? Uh, I, I think there's several factors. Uh, it's kind of the right size. It's about 616 acres, so um, a, a moderately sized lake. Uh, it's pretty fertile. Um, it'll get a little bit green in the summertime. Uh, but there's a lot of vegetation out there, particularly um, emergent vegetations like uh, bulrush and wild rice. These are habitat types that really favor bluegill. Um, so those conditions uh, allow these bluegill to grow pretty rapidly. And then the other thing about Dixon is that the spawning habitat is somewhat limited, so the bluegill don't become overly abundant, and that helps keep their growth rates fast. Okay. And obviously it's, it's working really, really well. Yeah, uh, you know, we're uh, six or seven years into the regulation now, and it seems like every time we go out there we're, we're finding uh, bigger bluegill. So the early indications are that it's uh, doing what we want it to do, and um, it sounds like talking to some folks around the lake, the popularity of the bluegill fisheries actually increased since the limit went into effect. Is there a lot of people living on that lake? Not a lot. It's, it's pretty limited. Uh, you know, it's a fairly remote setting. Um, there, there's a few houses up there, and there is one resort. Um, but for the most part, uh, it's a very quiet lake. So if you're looking for one of those days when you just want to get away from it all, nice, peaceful, quiet, that's, that's a lake to go to. It, it is, yep. Um, 
I, I noticed there's plenty of northern pike in there. Not not a particularly good sized northern pike, though. Correct, uh, and, and I think um, one of the contributing factors to the pike numbers out there is the fact that uh, there's excellent spawning habitat in Dixon Lake, uh, and also the Third River, which flows from Dixon Lake down into uh, Lake Winnie. Uh, so it, it, it's really excellent rearing habitat for northern pike, and, and because of that, these small, young northerns tend to be really abundant out there. Uh, they kind of compete with each other for food, uh, so they don't gr- grow really large. A lot of them tend to be kind of on the skinny side. Um, you know. But if you're looking for a place to just go and catch fish, uh, you do really well catching small northerns out there. Um, not a place to go for walleyes, though. Well, it... it it can be, oh. but the thing about the Dixon Lake uh, walleye fishery is it's very seasonable, uh, seasonal. Um, they get a tremendous run of fish out of Lake Winnie that come up the Third River to spawn. So for the first month of fishing season, it can actually be red hot up there. Uh, obviously, by the time we do our fish surveys in July, most of those fish have left the lake. So if you go on to the DNR's Lake Finder and look at one of our lake survey reports, it's going to look like the lake has a really low walleye population, but that's kind of deceiving because, uh, you know, it certainly does have this big pulse of fish that come up in the spring. They hang out for about a month, and then they head back down to Winnie. Okay, gotcha. So you just got to be there at the right time. Exactly. Um, oftentimes, if it's, a, if it's a good bluegill lake and a good northern lake, tends to be a good bass lake, um, but I didn't, I didn't see any bass in the uh, survey. No, largemouth bass are there, but they occur in low numbers. Um, kind of like the bluegill, the spawning habitat is somewhat limited for them. Uh, but when you have bass that occur in low numbers, you do have the opportunity to produce some really big fish. Uh, you know, so it wouldn't be out of the question to get something uh, around five pounds out of there. Oh wow! Okay. Well, it's kind of interesting. Is you know, I look at the map, and there's you know, there's a few different nooks and crannies in there. So. Looks like it'd be a fun lake to just uh, tool around on and check out. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, okay, so if we want to go to Dixon Lake, uh, it sounds like it's a little complicated to get there. Can you can you guide us? Yeah, uh, you probably the best way to get there would be to uh, take the Dixon Lake Road off of Highway 46. Uh, and like I say, it's about 11 miles on a dirt road, uh, but that will take you to a state-owned access on Dixon Lake. Um, the state-owned access is okay for small boats, uh, but it can be kind of shallow during the summer when the water's low. Uh, another option would be to check in at the Dixon Lake Resort, and they do provide a fee access. Um, their access is a little bit nicer uh, if you have a larger boat than the state-owned access. This uh, is, a, you know, it's not, like I say, it's not the teeniest lake in the world, but I don't know that I want to get a real big boat out there. It's uh, it's not a real big lake. It's about 600 acres. Well, and, and the neat thing about it is the, lakes, the lake is uh, made up of two distinct basins. So it, when you're out there, you feel like you're on a really small lake, even though it's 616 acres. Um, you know, it's just kind of a nice, quiet lake. Yeah, a small boat is perfect out there. Probably one of those lakes you get to see lots of uh, waterfowl and, and probably, if you're in the right spot, deer along the shoreline, things like that. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Uh, I, 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 well, it's, I love that. That's what I love about northern Minnesota. It's just uh, just a nice little escape, and, and uh, you know, it's what we're here for, right? 
Absolutely. Okay. Dixon Lake is our Lake of the Week. It's a little bit northwest of Lake Winnie, and uh, it is a nice diamond in, I wouldn't say in the rough, but by the rough I mean maybe in the woods and kind of off the beaten path, but a beautiful lake. Uh, Dave Weitzel joining me. Dave, thanks for your insight today. We appreciate it. Anytime. Fishing, bon bon, in country.